I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance, going by Calcutta Ratchet, in honor of our, our late great friend, Sean Carey, who apparently has gone down to the underworld again. And I think he said he was drawing pictures tonight. Was that? I thought he, you, he said he was drawing dicks tonight. Well, that's, well, that's, that's two in the same. Yeah. <laughs> He's because he's a dick artist. Drawing yes. no, or he could be drawing dicks or drawing on dicks. He does both. It's of both dicks on dicks. No, dicks but on the, dicks. the on them is during the day, and then just drawing know. them at night, where he's I thinking mean, about drawing them on the dicks during the day. He's getting like, inspired. He gets inspired. There might be an upcharge for an at night dick on or <laughs> drawing on dick. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, yeah, so he he is back on the show. Uh, for one, uh, he just couldn't make tonight. So this, that was not a one and done for Mr. Uh, tattoo guy. Uh, so he will be back. So just the, just the four of us tonight. Um, pretty, pretty okay card last week. Um, pretty fun. I wanted the main event to go longer for bet reasons. And also I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it to end, but I thought overall it was a, is a pretty good card. Um, how are you guys doing? I guess, first of all, new Sean, how are you? Uh, all right. We're done with sports other than football and that is fights. sports. Football is everything. Not for everybody. I need some variety. I need some in, in during the week shit other than Mondays yeah. and Thursdays. We got, we, you sometimes gotta, we get Wednesday. You gotta watch soccer. Gotta watch yeah. soccer, man. That we gives got, you your, it's not yeah, we got, well, we got, we got, sometimes there's Wednesday college football. We got Thursdays. We got Fridays. Uh, Maxion's coming back in a week. Other so. colleges are shutting everything down because they have COVID <laughs> outbreaks. <laughs> yeah, I heard they brought uh, Big Ten football back for a guest appearance this season. Yeah, one week and again, one and done, baby. <laughs> Man, what a shit show! Uh, yay. Yeah. Anyway, what about you guys, Brad? Wes? Yeah, I'm good. Just yeah. Uh, hanging in there, finishing, finishing up a. Uh, Finish it up a season. Should have a nice little little vacation coming up soon. Looks nice. like I'm uh, getting a raise at work, so that works. Tonight, I'm not no raise, no raise here. But <laughs> I mean, vacation. So I get, I, you know, I get, I get like privileges that I'll, I'll, I'd never trade in. You know, well, you're the sodsman, of course. You I, I can do what I want. I can do what I want. Man. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice. Pretty My nice. Shit never- my shit never stops. We have, um, so we used to have, we always like every company has like PTO limits that you can have where it's like you cap out at a certain number. Yeah. So ours was like really, really high at like 200. Um, and I was always like up there in 150s, 160s, 170s. Cause I could never take time off because I was like, working. And with COVID and everything else, we lowered that, uh, lowered that minimum a good bit because people weren't taking vacations and they were trying to get people to use their PTO. So I've had to just take like random days off for the last couple months and they actually upped how many days I get at the same time as lowering the limit. So I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? Like I get, <laughs> why does that too? you should have just shit. demanded a payout. Come on. Well, that's why they, that's obviously why they're doing that. If someone yes. leaves a the company, they get paid out of their PTO yep. like checks. 
Um, but I get, I get so much fucking PTO though. I, I get tw- not counting holidays. I get 25 days of PTO a year, which most companies are like 10 or 15 and they do it by how long you've been there. So yeah, I just, but now golf season's over. So I got to stop taking off my random Fridays and playing golf. They're Sad. taking away your freedom, Lance. I know. God, God damn it. Biden already. <laughs> so we'll move in we'll we'll start with the main event um I, I don't think there's there's too much to say about the outcome of what happened to be he completely outclassed him i think a lot of people thought gaethje could do a good job stuffing takedowns i don't think anyone thought he would get insta sub like that i mean there's yeah there's there's holes in the ground and, and habib is a really good grappler but i, I was Probably, I was very surprised how easily Habib got around, got to his position, and got a finish there. Gaethje looked like he was a white belt. Yeah, he could have he could have done it in the first too. Like another ten seconds or so, it was done in the first round. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, when I was uh, watching it live, I thought him not doing anything in the first round was like he saw there was twenty seconds left, and he's like, "I'm not going to waste my energy trying to get up or anything like that." But then when he got taken down with four minutes left in the ex- next round, he still didn't do anything. So, yeah, like Instant. Khabib's pressure in that first round though was just insane, man. Like Gagey was, he was huffing and puffing by the end of the first round. I was, that's when I was like, like I thought Khabib would win. I talked about it last week. The line got me to to bet Gagey a small bet, but I I figured it was he, Gagey was in some trouble after watching that pressure and. Man, uh, also said it last week, like, Khabib is not so outclassed in the stand-up against Gagey that everybody thought it was going to be. Like, the legs, the leg kicks were working beautifully, and Brad mentioned that. I think that would have added up um, over a longer haul if it could have went a little longer. But um, the the rest of everything, like, Khabib was doing what he wanted on the feet, man. He was the one walking him down, um, uh, circling off good. Like, Gagey, like y'all talked about, like, I think Sean said Gagey's not even going to be able to get touched before a takedown because he's going to use his foot movement and work the whole time. Like he didn't do none of that. Like he literally no. did none of that. His, his foot movement was non-existent. Like it, it was a. I, the, I've never the pressure just ran over foot. Yeah, Khabib's pressure yeah. turned him right back into the brawler that like, he he wants to be. That's all Throwing, he could do. Throwing That's one, all he could do. One man. shot bombs on him and shit, trying to connect something. But you're right on on the mat. Um, I think that's why y'all love Gagey so much was y'all thought when it hit the mat, there's no way Khabib was going to hold him there. And yeah. to watch him literally cut through his shit, like, was that was insane, man. That was that was an all-time performance from Khabib, man. Like, uh, we could probably talk about how people are ranking this and that and shit. <laughs> like, he does not have a body of work to put him with the likes of GSP and John Jones and shit like that. He just hasn't beaten enough guys, but that, that performance there though, gets him into the, maybe one of the most skilled guys that we've seen. You have to put him in that conversation because the one skill that he does, he does that shit about as good as anybody, man, his wrestling and getting people to the mat is, is pretty insane. Yeah. And I think, I think when you look at the, you know, greatest of all time, things like that, if, if you, if you ask me, if one, someone wanted to argue me that Habib is one of the most, is this most skilled fighter of all time, I think you might have an argument. I, I do. I, I think you might have an argument. I think there I is think no he has bad one of the, matchup. he has the one skill that's greater than anybody else's singular but skill. And, but and, and MMA are getting better. But in that's MMA, but in MMA, his one skill that he does better than yeah, anybody tr- else tr- is Trump's. It's the, it's the best skill of in yeah. fighting. You know what I'm saying? Plus, 
Yeah. He's not. Aldo he's not. is still the most skilled fighter by far. Ever. Maybe. I don't know. In his, in his, in his prime, he's. I, yeah, I would really argue. Not, I would argue him over Khabib uh, skilled. Uh, John Jones, when he was John Jones, you know, when he was wrecking guys and wrecking seven, eight former champs or champs in a row, his skill set was some of the greatest shit that I've ever seen, probably still. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was just surprised that, that Gaethje just absolutely, like, I, I figured he would get him down and, and even have some success and, and, you know, you know, do what he does, control him on the ground lands a bunch of punches and stuff like that, but I did not see that he would just instant past him mount and then go, and and just go for stuff. Like he he's never really done that. He kind of just like breaks people down and, and yeah. slowly but surely just makes them nothing. Uh, and and then he gets the the finish, whether it's subbed recently or some TKOs before that. But he I don't know who this could be was, man. He just like instantly goes for subs. I mean, in the first in first round, he knew he wasn't in danger. There was only twenty seconds left well, or whatever, I, so he could go I for think that. But I, I think <laughs> the reason he was, was in danger. Well, I, I I think the reason he was so aggressive is because he he knew he was so dominant. He knew that it didn't matter what he did down there that he was so dominant. And, and when you go with the most skilled, I, I do think Khabib's one of the most skilled fighters of all time, and I think that's unquestioned. But because not just that he's retiring early. It's what he's done over the last five or six years. He hasn't fought very much. He's defended the belt, what, three times? Three title defenses? And and you can't put him up there with the dominant runs of of a GSP, of a John Jones, or, you know, any of those guys. Like, three title defenses is just not a lot. And, yes, maybe you want to say he's dominant, he's skilled. But if Patrick Mahomes retired this year, is he the greatest quarterback of all time? No, no, he's the most he's, he's the most skilled ever, but he's not the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. It's the same he he could have he could have been right, but if he retires yeah. tomorrow, he's he's not. And I think that's the bottom line with this. And I, MMA fans, MMA media especially, they overreact in short term. Like how many different pound for pound guys have there been? And Mighty Mouse is the greatest ever, and all of this. I, I, I will say the argument that I I haven't been liking against Habib is yeah, but he hasn't like he hasn't fought the best guys. He hasn't done that, and that's why look at his last three wins. I mean. He's fighting the best guys. I don't think that's the argument. The arg- argument is straight longevity, and it's not there. And it wasn't there when he was active, and it wasn't there in his prime. And I'm actually kind of surprised. It may have what it was his dad, but I'm surprised he retired early because he hasn't taken a lot of damage, and he hasn't fought a lot since he's been in the UFC. No, he could fight. He's, t- he's, ta- he's talked about retirement. Like I don't, I don't think. I think he, he doesn't he, need he, it. He grew like, up poor and, and shit like that like i think the money that he's made has changed like has changed his life enough and he's just cool with it like yeah, he's, he doesn't need it like a lot of these i don't think he needs guys. it man especially think it's very much lives. like gsp where like he's able to, to kind of walk away and he's doing it even earlier than gsp did yeah. but we'll see him back in a couple of years for like a, a big fight because he really does like to fight but he doesn't yeah i'm not completely convinced either brad like i think a guy that young legitimately that that young, if there was a guy that 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 walks away like that, it would be him. I'm not putting it past him, but a guy that young, like at the top of his game, that I think he gets the itch again. But I, like, what I, else? I, what else is he going to do? Right? Like, there's been guys who walked away young and train guys? Had, like train yeah, he's guy. guys, and he's going to be around fighting all the time, and no, he's going to want to fight. He, he's going to beat up gay people. Um, he's going to take. He's going <laughs> to be a mercenary for women. fucking. There's a lot of uh, stuff I don't know. Yeah, he's gonna be a mercenary. <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, 
so so weirdly enough, when, when guys retire in MMA, I usually I don't think like when Henry Zahuda retired, I laughed. We all know Henry's going to fight again. Everyone knows hey, Henry's going to fight next he year. He just wants to make some more money, and, and yeah. they're not going to give it to him. So then he's going to hold out until they give him some money. Habib's done. He's never yeah, fighting. I, I I agree. He will never fight again. That is it. He is he is not the kind of guy. And the fact how he did it, it wasn't it wasn't like when Rumble retired or Cejudo or any of these guys or even GSP. This was my dad died. I made a promise to my mom that I will never fight again. A guy like Habib and how he is, he is not going back on that. He's just not, I think, and I think I he'll think, be happy. I think he would stick to that, but what if in two or three years, some, uh, you know, his, his mom his, dies? Okay. And he's like, I got to avenge her death. Or, his or, his or like, even yeah, hers. Sure. Like, I, I, I see I, that you're I, miserable not fighting. Yeah, back and fight again. And he has, he has that other kind of father figure now, too, in Javier Mendez. Like, I think their bond is getting closer and closer to where he's almost like another five. I just, I agree with you. If there is a guy that's going to walk away and never come back, it is him, but I don't put not 100% on a guy that young and just at the top of his game and shit like that. But I I, I get it. And I think the one thing with GSP that's a little bit different too is, you know, he came back for the, from the one fight, but Habib is ending as like the, by far the toughest guy in his division. GSP <laughs> walked away after getting his shit kicked in by Johnny Hendricks. Yes. And that's where there's a big difference too. I, I think if, if GSP runs through Johnny Hendricks in that fight, does he, you know, does he stop fighting? I, I don't think so. I think GSP mm-hmm. saw the writing on the wall that he might not be GSP anymore. So he walked away. And I think we're going to see the same thing with a guy like John Jones. I don't think John Jones is going to be the guy that's cool losing a title. Or the guy that's you know starting to decline and then retire. I feel like John Jones is going to retire when he's when he's when he's like that with GSP. As soon as he starts going down a little bit, I think John Jones is done. Yeah, but then he's going to do stupid shit because the only time he's that he's that anyway. not <laughs> the only time he's not in trouble with the law is when he has a fucking fight. And if he, <laughs> they take that away from him, he's going to be an absolute menace in fucking New Mexico. No, nah, he's a changed man. He is a changed man. He, he's, he's got he's that Lord, building, Lord and Savior. He's yeah. He's been building houses and fighting crime. And <laughs> yeah, been out, been out running around with uh, with Albuquerque PD trying to take out the fucking yeah. Antifa fucking yeah. Church. And, yeah. And, and and not not to not to focus the entire show on on this one fight, but this was some big stuff with the lightweight division with Habib, uh, obviously retiring. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff thrown out there. A lot of good ideas. A lot of bad ideas. Um, I guess for each of you guys, super, super briefly, and, and I'll start so you guys don't steal my ideas. Um, what will happen? What should happen? What will happen? And why does it all involve Dobrox? Well, <laughs> what, what will happen is Conor McGregor is going to fight Dustin Poirier for the 155-pound title in January. If you don't think that's going to happen, you haven't been paying close attention. <laughs> that is the most obvious thing I've ever seen. Yep. What what sh- what should happen is the UFC to actually use this as as a way to to grow its fan base and sell and sell pay per views is do some kind of Grand Prix. Um, of course, there's 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 no reason not to. Um, you can. Oh, there's either- one. <laughs> Connor. Well, you, you you put Connor in it, right? And you know you do that, and you take your top eight guys, you take your one seed Dubronx, you take your eight seed uh, whoever you want to put in there. And he rolled through it. The UFC won't do that. It's going to be Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier for the belt. And it's hard to honestly argue against it uh, from a UFC standpoint. Poirier's earned it. Connor's Connor, right? And I just – I hope the UFC does it 
and put all these, even if they don't do a Grand Prix, put all these fights on one card. Have, you know, a whole pay-per-view of lightweight guys, you know. Have Dubronx choking out Turd Ferguson in front of his family. Like, that's what we need to see. You're, John, I'll, you're I'll saying you. all you're saying all these cool things that could happen, but we know 100% they're never going to happen. There is two reasons. The one is Connor. Obviously, they're going to give him a title shot. The second is the UFC just doesn't do interesting things. <laughs> they 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 don't they don't do tournaments. They don't do any kind of uh, I don't know. They're they the most unoriginal people they ever. They just legitimate fucking... sport. They're they're not. They're still cage fighting. You know. Yeah. My know. idea they, is they the best do of both worlds. So they do McGregor Poirier for the title because they're going to do that regardless. And then you take the next eight guys and you do a tournament with them to be the first challenger to fun. Connor because he's going to take a fucking year and a half <laughs> off anyway. So you might as well build something up towards it in that time. Yeah. Uh, that would be good. Here? But what do you think? Yeah, it's that's um, I agree. It's Connor. It's, yeah. It's, and it's Connor and Dustin. Like they, could, they, they don't even have to do them all at once. They could like stagger them and they would be like big fights for fight night cards instead yeah. of nothing, Hell, just nothing matters most yeah, of the time. They're, they're all main events, right? When you yeah. kind of look at that, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good fights in there. Like you're telling me Turd Ferguson versus Dubronx isn't better than like Hol Maldana. And Turd Ferguson's not escaping from Dubronx. He's just not going to do it. He said yes. He said today he's going to wait for Habib to unretire. Like, dude, take your fucking medicine, step into that cage, and did you see that picture I sent in the chat room of old Dubronx? My man's getting big. He's getting big. So he's a he's a problem for all of these guys, and we're not. It's not, it's not a joke anymore. Like the dude nope. is a fucking problem for all of these yeah. guys. He's a yeah, bad. He sucks. He's he's fought once in the pandemic, and it was at the very start. Like and nobody a fight. I you know, he but ki- fucking he killed a man. Yep. <laughs> nobody will fight the guy. Like he's fucking dangerous, man. Yeah. They don't well, want that shit. No one in the top five have even thought about mentioning his name. When you meant like people will send out who's the lightweight content, no one puts him in there. And I think maybe he's not known enough for sure, right? But I think when you look at a guy like, you know, Poirier and Turd and, you know, Hooker and all the, like, why is Hooker not calling out Dubronx? Like, that's the perfect fight for him to kind of go. Nobody wants that smoke. You don't want Dubronx. I mean, but I, I do think the, the stylistic matchup, if the UFC wants fun fights and style fights, like, you could easily do Turd versus Dubronx as a main event on a card, yep. and it would it would be fabulous. And then Turd would like shit himself during the choke, and then start breakdancing in his poop. So like, there's there's different things that could happen in that. And, and I will say, <laughs> before we move on to the rest of the card, oh, McGregor will violently put out Dustin Poirier, and that is not a competitive fight. The the things that Connor did to that man mentally. It's going to happen again, except this time it's going to be different because this time he's like, Poirier, I love you. You're so great. I love your charity, wow. all of this. And he is, and he's getting Poirier in this weird mindset, right? And like, I, I the thing Connor's going to do to that poor man. The, the, it, that, that should happen, but man, it's way different than the first time, man. Like, Connor's got, a, he's got a lot, a lot of question marks around him now, man. That, that dude's living a different life than he was back then. He's so a dad. We'll You're right. He's a dad. <laughs> and a fucking, <laughs> and a, and a yacht driving, snow blowing fucking. Yeah. I, I think the Poirier snow. that beat, the Poirier that beat Max Holloway has a, a pretty, is a pretty good chance against McGregor. The guy that yeah, got kind of fucked up against, uh, Dan Hooker 
that guy, I don't know. He's he, he's the, might get sick. I think it's the same guy. You don't think he was ever that good, or you just think you thought he was decent against Holloway, or just that's who he is? Or sorry, I didn't think against. he was that great against Holloway. Like he started it off and landed some big shit yeah. and sort of shut Holloway that, down for the rest of the fight, but he still got tagged a ton so, in that fight. Yeah, and and this is the thing I'll say about that Holloway fight. His if he had that game plan that he had versus Holloway against Connor, he's getting counter slept in about thirty seconds because yeah. Max isn't putting guys away with a big counter Zero and power. one punch. You make one little. I don't care what Connor's been doing or anything else. That power's not gone. If you make one mistake, if you come in too aggressively, oh, no, he's roided out now. Yeah, you see that boy? He's, he's more. He's got bricked up. I think he's trying to make one eighty five. Like holy he's, fuck, he's going the rumble route. Like, yeah, like, yeah, hell yeah. All right, so we'll move on from there. Uh, go through some of the rest of this card. It, it was a it was a pretty interesting card. A uh, lot of finishes in this card. A lot of fun fights. So starting out in the early prelim card. Uh, we had catchweight Joel Alvarez defeating uh, Alexander Yakulov by submission armbar round one. Um, if I recall, I think it was Brad or Sean was laughing at, I think it was me and Wes saying, there's no way Yakulov gets uh, that guy. He's a trash can. That guy is a trash can. <laughs> who who would have guessed smart. just diving into Alvarez's guard is not, not going to end well? <laughs> idiot. He's a dumb trash can. He's <laughs> minus 150 or something like that straight. Yeah. It's that, guy. Yeah. that was so dumb. That was that hindsight. That's obviously what was this kid's. Happen. This kid's pretty good uh, on the ground. He's he's creative. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. No, Nothing. Just chugging. No, just, All right. <laughs> oh, what happened? Right, Man, so they they stopped that fight because it was a chick. If that's a dude, they don't stop that fight. But we don't have to talk about it other than that. That fight's stupid because it was a whole. I mean. I just I can't I I can't get it. Even like fights that should be good that are women's fights are usually just terrible. Like this one. That should have been a good fight. It was terrible. Nothing. It's it happens. It's just it it wasn't good. Yeah, Maverick was getting pumped up or something and she was getting tagged a bunch in that fucking fight. Yeah. Like yeah. she was clearly winning the striking, but she got like ten or fifteen right hands landed on her by a chick who couldn't throw a punch in her last fight. Yeah, I I love when I love when no name like chick fighters earlier in their career they're like I'm gonna be the next big thing. I'm like, what's the big thing in women's MMA? Like, what's the what's the like outside of Ronda? Like, what's the top of the mountain? Getting destroyed (laughs) by getting destroyed by one of like two good chick fighters in a couple divisions. Like, that's what you do, you know. I mean, even if you're the best, go walk, go find a hundred people on the street and ask them who Valentina Shevchenko is. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. All right. Uh, move on to the ESPN two card, uh, light heavyweight division, Dayun Jung, Sam Alvey, uh, split draw. I personally did not see it that way. I, uh, I thought that was, that was, if anything, if it wasn't 29 28 to me, it was 29 27. Uh, for for Jung there with that large third round, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe this was a no fans thing because the announcers had no idea what fight they were watching. I mean, no that idea. Was all, that, that, that was all. That's night. a Cormier. That's a DC that was special. All Fuck, night. Bad. He was terrible all night, man. That guy is not good. No, like maybe he was he, acting he like all he was killing there. I mean, tell well, what's actually happening? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, part of it though, like like realistically, right? The judges are not far from the announcers. Their voice carries. Is is a is a judge hearing DC talking about how Alvy's beating the crap out of him and Jung needs to be more aggressive and all this stuff in round one? 
when I think everyone clearly had Jung round one? Is that a possibility? Well, the only guys talking during that period of time are the corners and the commentators. Yeah. So like, there's no other sound other than guys jumping around in the ring. So you have to think that if the corners can talk and people can hear them, the commentators can talk and people can hear them. Like, yeah. I mean, that was 29, 27 to me. Uh, more than likely. Yeah, I, I, I bet Alvy, uh, just really small. I, I scored at 29, 27. I, I guess the first two were somewhat close, but I scored at 29, 27. Yeah. I'm just glad there was one 10 eight there. Yeah, only one. That's correct. Like, he fucking bombed him, man. Well, he was well, almost finished. Like, how do you not give him a 10 eight? Well, besides that, the fact that all three was, or was it all three judges? Or no, one, two judges gave the first two to Alvy. Like, that's crazy. Like, I, I don't know. That, that first round didn't seem that close to me where you could fuck it up. Like, I thought going to the second, it was clear junk. So. They all like made Alvy in the second live, round. So. <laughs> yeah. The second round was definitely Alvy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Someone named Smiling Sam just wrote, I won that shit. <laughs> I, I wish you uh, did. Sorry, I, I would have hit a plus smile 300, Smile and Sam. Smile yeah. and Sam. Yeah. That's how I know you're not real. That's a fraud. Fake. That's a fraud. Fake news. Fake. All right. Uh, catchweight division. Shavecat Rogmanov versus Alex Howboy Oliveira. Guillotine, round one. <laughs> not how I drew it up, but Munich, winner, moves to 276 and four. Um Solid one. Poor Howboy. Man, he's – I don't know if Shave Cat's good, if Howboy's washed. Um, I don't know. That's a lot it's of a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, a little of both. Yeah, that that fight doesn't go to the decision was – man, that, that – hindsight again, but that that was probably one of the best bets on the entire card. Duh, Munich. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> too so. easy, Lance. All that yeah. tape study. Yeah, I mean, I just – 69 I hours last week. And that's why MMA's betting. I'd never heard of Shave Cat. I've never seen him fight. I didn't watch any tape. I didn't watch any clips. I looked at his, uh, you know, sure dog. He finishes a lot of dudes. I know Howboy very, very well. Finish. Simple. Simple. It's just a, it's a simple game. A very simple game. Not All right. Uh, catchweight, great fight here. Casey Kennedy defeated Nathaniel Wood. Uh, unanimous decision. Fun fight. Um, Kenny looks better every time I see him. Uh, he, he really does. And I, he said he, he wouldn't mind fighting Marab again. I don't like that. I, I still don't think Kenny's going to be able to deal with a powerful wrestler like that. I think that's kind of his kryptonite. But he's got good hands, and if he is in the ground, he can be dangerous. Uh, he's got some decent sub. But I, I think Kenny's a pretty well-rounded, decent fighter. I think wrestling's the hole there. Uh, but, yeah, that, this is a fun fight, and Kenny looked great. I I, I, I kind of like both of these guys. Like, I, I thought I thought Wood looked decent in a loss there. It was a great fight uh, back and forth. Kenny definitely was the, was the slightly better guy, but um, – I, I like both of them. I, I think Wood can still be fairly decent, and uh, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what what Kenny can do. He's still got some some holes, like you said. And yeah, like keep him the fuck away from Marab. Yeah. No, nobody wants to watch that <laughs> shit. Mar- yeah, Marab's Marab on to, yeah. yeah, no one wants to. Uh, who is he supposed to fight? And they got canceled. I don't care. Yeah, yeah me either. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I hate that dude. He, I think he should fight Rumble. <laughs> he gets the Rumble. I think he gets the Rumble. Damn. How how shitty is it that the two guys I want to see most in the UFC right now are going to be fighting each other next month or in December? Russian random Russian number seven and who? <laughs> Who's fighting. that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
the two guys I hate most and want to lose most are fighting. Yeah, it'll be an early night. You you'll be like, oh fuck yeah, I can go to bed early tonight. No, and because the line, I have to unload on it to make it even better. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it move lately? It's better the year. Plus yeah, I'm thirty five. I got oh, I got that's... some I got some plus one twenty, but come on. I might be wrong, but that's one of the worst lines I've ever seen in my entire life. And it wasn't wrong by the bookmakers. I thought they opened it even a little low. It got pounded by people in the public that don't repeat it. It would bounce it's back crazy. and just get keep pounding. Dude, now that Justin Gaethje lost, he's fighter of the year, man. Oh, oh my god. god. So, what is wrong with Mike you? Bone. Mike Bone. He's, he has some of yeah. the worst shit you'll ever read, that guy. It's almost like... It, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's like a 12-year-old that's like seeing things for the first time. I, I, everything – I, I haven't followed him a long time ago, but he sadly gets retweeted sometimes. But all these fucking media guys, they, they don't fucking understand. Fucking Damn asshole. Canadians. I oh, Canadi- Canadians are the worst. Like like the your worst. opinion on that fucking baseball game last night, like it's you true. fucking nerd. Like no one cares about <laughs> – no one cares about Canadians' opinions. Like go have a fucking snowball fight with your Celsius and shit. Anyway, let's move on now to the heavyweight division. Oh, we had Ty Tuivasa defeating Stefan Shrew by knockout first round. Easy. So easy. So easy. easy. I you, you, you made it harder than it needed to be. I, and I, I was wish, the one idiot that thought Shrew was going to win. I wish I, I would have went a little bigger there. but same. I went I went chalky and, and said doesn't go, which uh, – yeah, that, that works. Well, Wes, in our in our defense, as easy as it was, it's it's hard to go big on Tai Tuivasa when you we had a minus sign in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> look, look, dude, a hole in the heart, passing out. Like we had all this, all the signs, all signs were, there, were there, bro. There. <laughs> it was there, dude. Tall guy defense. Yeah, yeah. let me was say- he looked so bad. He looked like there was just no interest. That, I mean, oh. people say all the time, like you you show up for a paycheck and they don't give a shit, like. Screw! He 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 wasn't even planning on throwing a punch. Like it wasn't like guys come no. in and like, oh, who gives a fuck? Man, if I land something big, if not, fuck it. He was like, I don't even care if I land something big. Like I'm just he gonna just grabbing. Yeah, he, he was, was just like hold, grabbing. Yeah, he was just he hoping was... at some point they would fall down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, and just roll the dice. Yeah. He's fell over before. Let's do this. But <laughs> yeah. dude, dude was retired. He uh, he's like, fuck. COVID, COVID hit all of us. We need to make some money. I'm on retiring. Gym's Collect closed. that paycheck and I am done again. It, it oh, was God. like minus 110 or something to Stefan Struve. Like, I don't care how bad Tui Voss is. That, that was bad, dude. Yeah. That was I mean, really bad. he's still fighting a guy that on the feet is one of the worst fighters I've ever seen. So yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a win. I was looking great until the last two fights. I was 4 0 yeah. going to the co-main event. Fucker. Me too. Uh, all right. Light heavyweight division. Um, I thought this went clearly as expected. Uh, Magaled Ankalaev defeated Ian Kudalaba by knockout. Um, he just overmatched here. I mean, on, on the feet, he's overmatched. And I know a lot of people wanted to take the stab on uh, Kudalaba. I, I understand, I guess, if you're not really sold on Ankalaev. I mean, Berju just fucking embarrassed him in front of his family. Uh, <laughs> so I, I understand. But, yeah, I think this this firmly puts Berju in the top, what, five, six. Well, he's, he gets that that deserved win against Shogun, and he's he's right there for a title <laughs> shot. Hey, he gets that win against Shogun. He's fighter of the year, baby. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> what's what's Bearju by knockout? Because that's what's going to happen. Is that out yet? Well, you no, they, they don't even have a line him. for it. I'm telling you, he is going to knock him out. He remember the first fight? He's going to knock him out. Is that the main event? It should They're be not main event. Them, are they? When is it? It's, it's in a couple weeks. 
Yeah. Is it in uh, December? 21st. November 21st. Oh. Shit. There's no line yet. I assume it's going to be Bear Jew inside the Russian front line yeah. six seven hundred. Oh, do you want me? To, do you want me to check the Russian book? <laughs> yeah, go go Russia. But yeah, any, any extra thoughts on uh, Uncle Ayev here? I mean, just dominant. No, he's, yeah, he's good. Uh, I, I I think he's yeah I think he's he's pretty good. I didn't think he had that much power, but he does. He's, he's especially when when guys are throwing haze. There's there's some time to react and, and time that shit. He's good at tapping out with one That's second. That's true. Left he's a quitter. I mean, he is you go out one second left. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, when, when you with a triangle, <laughs> like I'll give him credit. He knew he was losing the entire fight, and it was <laughs> just the honorable way to go out. You know, yep. didn't need to go to judges. That's His family was already shamed just by the the fucking beatdown that Bear Jew put on him. But all right, uh, next fight's a chick fight. Uh, Lauren Murphy choked some random chick I've never heard of, and then talked about how she's disrespected and wants to know why she's only ranked fifth. And everyone was like, "Who the fuck's Lauren Murphy?" And then she's like, "I should get a title fight." And they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then uh, we'll never hear from her again. Bear Jew minus two hundred, Lance. Is that is that a good breakdown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that shit was awful. Yeah. They were hyping her up, her wrestling and shit. She's oh. she's got she's got to go back to the soccer pitch, like get back to the pitch. She threw was she a soccer player. She was trying to throw. Yeah, he's German, right, and she he's German by like soccer seven player. feet. <laughs> oh, she was so bad. Yeah, uh, that it happened. That's that's the number. She's got to be the number two ranked flyweight in the world. Yeah, put some respect on her name, whatever Damn her name is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. Sorry, yeah, I, I think it's. Sorry. I think it's Leon Edwards' girlfriend. Uh, uh, all right, oh, that would make sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's move to the middleweight right. division as girlfriend. Another easy one. Another easy but, one. Yes, it was. Uh, I was in this one as well. Uh, I think I had him with uh, Uncle Iev, if I recall. But uh, middleweight division, Phil Hughes defeated Jacob Malkoon. Uh, this wasn't about Hughes. I mean, if you looked at Mal Kuhn's tapology or sure, that was plenty there, right? I mean, he was in the UFC because his buddy's Robert Whitaker. He had four mm-hmm. fights in Australia and he was fighting a guy that, yeah, he might have fucked up in the past, but he was fighting uh, a, a big, mean motherfucker with big power who you knew was going to come right in your face. And that line was always oh, coming right low. in your face. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> that was, that was crazy. Criminally low. Was it minus two forty or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I got like minus two twenty or something like that. Man, that's that's Whitaker's training partner. Chicklin no, says no. that was good enough Chicken. for him. That's, that's, all, like that's all he needed. <laughs> Whitaker, Whitaker said he, he was ready. So that's Chicklin's all I need. Good enough. That's, this guy that's a. They talk about us not doing tape study. <laughs> this motherfucker's <laughs> betting on Whitaker's word for his training partner. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. My friend's, my friend's the best. Good enough for me. <laughs> Good enough. And this dude's on videos and shit. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. He, oh, his wow. teeth. I, I'd have to look, but he might be like two of his last 20. Like, literally, I, I think since Contender Series, I want to say he's lost every bet he's made. And I've been on the same side of a couple, and it's made me angry. Like Cannonier, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, yep. some of the ones. Like, yeah. he, he loses literally every bet he makes. He was like 0 for 3 this card, wasn't he? I know he was well, on Gage. He was yeah. on Gagey and yep. He was on – who the fuck else was he on? Oh, he's he on the Chirova. Yeah, the Chirova. Right 
So, but this is the reason that touts, like real, real touts, right? Touts and, and gamblers of non MMA guys who have bet their whole life in football, basketball, things like that. Do not work in MMA. MMA is not a follow the money. It doesn't work. There's no sharp money in MMA. You're not following the money. You're not looking at analytics. Like you can bet football or basketball without knowing anything by looking at the numbers. Yeah. You you can look, you can look at line moves. You can look at sharp money. You can look at history, things like that. MMA is gut. MMA is style and gut. You can't look at numbers. And this guy proves it every week. Lent. Don't you know 70% of Southpaws when fighting uh, <laughs> one-legged and fucking whatever when... Yeah. When Nick Newell fights with one arm. Yeah. 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 Hey, when Nick Newell fights with two arms, he's undefeated. Yes, he is. He is. Screw that. The, funny, the funny shit I have seen over a while is I ran across a dude that's literally shilling an MMA fucking statistical model now. Oh, I'm like... The greatest. That, that is like pointless. It makes it it's worthless in this shit. Lance right. Most of this shit is about matchups and gut. That, that's yep. about it. It's fucking yep. matchups. I mean, it's it's dick size. It's muscle yeah, hold size. It's the, and, yeah. yeah, and it's number of all Americans. Those are that's the intangibles. How many all Americans did you win? How big is your piece? How dark is your skin? Not the big are you a Caucasian going against? Yeah. Are you a Caucasian going against fucking Phil Halls? And you're fucked. Yeah. You're, you're done. What was the What was the one they had in content? It was not. It was either contender series or regional event. It had one like it wasn't heart. Or it was like grit or something. Oh so, like, yeah, yeah. Self belief. Self belief. <laughs> How do you write that? Well, I talked to this guy. He didn't seem very confident. That's a two. <laughs> This yep. guy told me Robert Whitaker said he was the best at the five. He's ready. <laughs> he's he's like ready to bust out. Oh, I got a bet off. Fuck. Pause though. Legit. I, I think uh, I think he's gonna be pretty. I think he's gonna be pretty good. I think he's living up to the hype. Finally, and not because of this fight or because of the guy he was facing. He just looks like a different guy now. Uh, I like him. Yeah, he needed to go away and you know get a couple of decent wins on on regional. Got that contender series win, and yeah, yep. I, I still kind of believe in him. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving up. Uh, heavyweight division: Volkov defeated Wall Harris. Body kicks, punches, all kinds so of things. So easy. Another easy I, one. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for Walt Harris, man. That's a, that's a, that's a tough. There are no happy endings in or happy stories in fucking MMA. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. No, oh. not unless not unless you're a Best Buy cashier that tackles somebody and Dana sees a video of it. Like that's about. The only way you're getting a happy ending in uh in MMA. Uh, can, Vol- Vol- what was Volkov like minus one sixty or something here? Something that, like that. There yeah. was some low chalk on this card that was was kind of bad. You can almost use the Derek Lewis rule for Alexander Volkov. Yeah. Yep. The top five. I was five. Just gonna say that. Yeah, it, it's the top five rule, right? Like this guy's gonna struggle with anyone top five because he's He's tough stylistically. He's he fights pretty long. He's smart. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. But if you get that little upper echelon, Derek Lewis knocks you out. With fifteen seconds left. God, I mean, but he was, even, he was even completely destroying a guy like Derek Lewis too before that. He's good. Volkov he's good, is man. good, man. Like he's good. He just he just gets wrestle fucked or he goes yep. up against a more powerful striker. Well, once he realized he was that Derek Lewis was top five, and towards the end of that fight, he was like, "Ah, shit!" Man. I'm just going. I'm just going to get punched in the face now. You know, 
That was one of the greatest finishes <laughs> of, of all time. Wes was so, so sad. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I, I was salty on that one. Like, really salty fucking salty. Bottles. Oh, hmm. God. Um, all right, middleweight division. Robert Whitaker defeated Jared Cannonier. Uh, decision 20-28. Not sure what round um, Cannonier won, but he yeah. Didn't. <laughs> Dominant performance by Robert Whitaker, kind of a throwback performance. And he's, I won't give him too much props because he's not here, but Sean kind of nailed this one with maybe Whitaker is turning more into a crafty vet versus what he was. And he's fighting smarter. He's fighting better, but he looks fast. He looked, he looked good. He, he looked great this whole fight. And I didn't see Cannonier apparently broke his arm in the first round. So maybe that's something to do with it. And he said it was the first kick. I, I believe he said his arm broke. He didn't um, look so, the same. He didn't look like yeah. the same guy leading up to that fight. Yeah. You know? But Whitaker, and, and still, he, he looked great. He looked yeah, great. Whitaker looked great. Like I, I was totally wrong on this one. I don't know. Somehow I cashed my plus three and a half. It's uh, bullshit. The crazy thing is they, they gave they one judge gave Cannonier the first, and then they all or who they they all gave. Oh no! And then the other two guys gave him the second. Like, I don't know what these fucking judges are doing. What are they but, watching? Uh, I have no idea. That that seemed pretty easy. Um, the uh, the only reason I didn't give a 10-8 in the third is because Cannonier came back and, and kind of clipped Whitaker. He did, yeah. Uh, but he looked way better than he did against Till. Uh, I thought Different. he was kind of yeah. way farther along and, and might have been toast after after those wars. But he looked good. Still can be caught. That chin is, I don't think it it was ever amazing, but uh, it might be a little bit worse. But yeah, he uh, he proved me wrong on that one. Yep. Yeah the 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 skill difference was kind of crazy. I I knew that going in, but I guess it was throw his punches. He was just I guess it was the bro. I guess it was the broken arm with Kenny. That had to affect him a little because. Or Whitaker's that, just better than the guys he's facing. Yeah, he's difficult that, to find. But just to shut him down that much, like he wasn't even like throwing punches. Well, he had a broken like, arm. Yeah. That's fair, but you can still jump <laughs> or something. Even like, the, fuck, I don't know. It probably hurts pretty bad. I know. The other, arm, <laughs> the other arm? I don't know. He didn't have two broken arms. But he yeah, was but falling for that fucking combo it, every geez. time. Yeah. I mean, Whitaker has good movement and shit too, but like the, the pressure wasn't there from Kane. Like that, that's wanting his fights. He's just got on guys and thrown some good power. You saw a flash of it kind of what in the third when he yeah. kind of came back when in the it third. Was, when he that, was done, though. Yeah. Where yeah. was that for two rounds? Like that's the guy that it, we've yeah. seen it how many times over the past few months? Like Reyes. We talk, about every, we talk about every week. Every yeah. week. Guys every that week. aren't. Doing what they did to get there, they get in the big spot yeah. and they want to worry about gassing, and then they yeah, don't. It's always they it's don't always perform. The it's the guys who have huge power that usually gas, and so they're trying to conserve their energy. The five round fight, it's a big, big fight. Everyone just needs to stop and watch Rumble's career. Yeah, Rumble I mean, goes, he goes it. honestly, right? Like you give five minutes, give it your fucking all, and because you're so good, you're probably going to win that five minutes. But if you're not, you're not. You're going to lose anyway. So you might as well give yourself a chance. <laughs> I wish I wish we would have saw that fight, but all props to Whitaker, and I think Sean was um, he was dead right on on Whitaker. Um, I don't think Whitaker's like completely done if he can fight a little smarter type of fight and stuff. But you know, like uh, our newer Sean, um, that chin is still sketchy, man, and he's taking a lot of shit already. Uh, we'll see. Some guys have a second a second career after. You know, it's just he's skilled enough that I think he can perform long enough or, or get some guys out there and until you get the upper echelon. And then this is a, this is a nightmare for the UFC. 
There is yeah. nobody. They had the perfect matchup next for yep. fucking. And I don't think most people want to see that rematch again. Adesanya right now. said like, no. Like in a respect, it wasn't like a dick about it, but he was like, "I just knocked this guy out." Yeah, <laughs> like it was not hard. And if if yeah. there was literally anybody else to face Adesanya, Whitaker no. would not be getting this rematch right now. But there's yeah. fucking nobody at one of Adesanya's cleared it out, and nobody's really on a on a. There's only streak. one guy I can think of. The All American. Chris Weidman. You want to murder a man. You want to see Chris Weidman die. Hey, Brad, would Munich not be Weidman's sub if he fought Adesanya? No. Not, it'd be not yeah. Even Brad's not going to drink in, that fucking Kool-Aid. That's right. Just inside the distance because he could knock him out on the feet or take him down. And stuff. That's true. That's true. What Smart. about Chael P. Sonnen? <laughs> that dude is juiced out of his fucking mind, just chilling. Yeah, he's these probably days. got he's probably got so many gross coming out of his body now. Like this dude's got like seven. Adesanya's gonna go up and fight Blockowitz at two hundred five, which is the most bitch move ever. He calls out John Jones. John says, "All right, let's dance," and then he goes, "Never mind." And then he calls out the other guy at two hundred five that no one knows his name. Does he not know this Who is prize fighting? And John said, "Yeah,", yeah. and, and he was no. like, "Ah." Uh, no. Nobody actually wants to fight John Jones. They might say they want to until he. It's funny every time someone calls out John, his answer is almost always the same. He's like, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, let's go." Like whatever weight class, whatever. So yeah, I think it's Adesanya versus uh, Ngannou next. Supposedly Ngannou's fighting Stipe in fucking March because that's how twenty twenty six fights. I yeah, know twenty twenty six three years from now. Dude, crazy. so Ngannou in the prime of his career is getting like a year and a half off because Stipe is a complete bitch. Yep. God, just strip these motherfuckers. God, I'm so sick of it. That's anyway, talking about. let's move on to this week's card. We have UFC Fight Night Hall versus Silva. Yes, it is 2020, and Anderson Silva is headlining a card. But don't worry. Everyone wants to fight during the pandemic. You can call this event Fight Night 181, UFC and ESPN Plus 39, or UFC Vegas 12. <laughs> it is not confusing right now to be a UFC fan. <laughs> let's now go start at the bottom of the bottom of the main our, uh, event card as we have the bantamweight division, Miles Johns taking on Feliz Navidad. New Sean? Uh, I don't have much here. Uh, I, I don't really have a good read on this. Uh, I know John's... That was a rough outing uh, last time in the UFC. Um, he does struggle a bit uh, when guys can wrestle. Um, I don't know if Feliz Navidad is, is the guy to, to get him, but uh, I'll, I'll pick Feliz Navidad. Christmas is coming. Let's get festival. Wes? Festive. Yeah, let's let's have some fest of this. I, I got a I got a lot of fucking problems. Got a lot of problems with you people. I got a lot of with your problems with you people. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of uh, feel like uh, Sean on this one. Um, I just I, I don't I don't know if our boy uh, Navidad is uh, has fought quite this level uh, of guy over in LFA. Uh, he's had some some okay wins over there. Uh, I just don't think a, a whole lot of Johns and if, uh, if Navidad can, can wrestle a little bit and get this a little ugly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, if I, if I take some, some of them, it's, it's a little more of a fate of, of Johns, uh, more than anything, but at plus money, and I, I think it's going up a little bit. Um, I, I might take a little shot here, but yeah, no, no strong side here. I, I'll pick, uh, I'll pick, oh, Navidad. Bradley. Yeah, this is – I've been 
kind of back and forth on this fight. I had an initial instinct that was uh, leaning towards Feliz Navidad um, just because Johns has not looked good in the UFC. Like he's supposed to be a wrestler, I guess, but he got out grappled and probably should have lost against uh, some Canadian guy and, and then got knocked out in his last fight. So he can get taken advantage of in a couple ways. Uh, and I think Navidad, he, his striking didn't look great defensively in his last fight, but he can definitely put some offense on a dude. Uh, and I think he's able to put just a bit more offense on Johns and uh, shut down the wrestling, and he's able to win this fight. Uh, I, I lean towards a knockout, but it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, um, uh, I like Felice Navidad here, and weirdly enough, right out the gate, Munich! <laughs> Just instant Munich here. Um, I th- I think this is a I think this is a bad line. I, th- I think there's a lot of reasons. And Miles Johns is uh, a wrestler who isn't good at wrestling, and that can be a problem if you're a wrestler. He he has he has average takedowns. He needs to get the fight down. His striking is kind of sloppy. He doesn't have very much power. Uh, I think he has enough wrestling to maybe get uh, Feliz Navidad down a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to hold him there. And I think on the feet, I, I just don't see, I don't see this as very close. I think, I think he's, he's longer. He's more creative. Um, and I just think he's the better overall striker. And I don't think the ground's going to be that in much in play here. And I think, you know, what's the line right now? It's like plus, like plus 138. 138. So it's, it, it, it's, it keeps going up there. And I think this is just yep. wrong fighter favored here. I think, uh, Nadi Dada is, is better. And I think he's going to put on a show here. And I, I just don't think much of Miles Johns. Uh, he just, I don't. I don't get the love here. He doesn't. He doesn't seem very good. So, yep, that's going to be the pick. That's going to be Munich. So what's next? So now let's move on to the uh, sadly women's flyweight division, as we have Courtney Casey taking on Priscilla Cucci. No, it's Prosciutto Cacciatore, Lance. Come on. Uh, okay, new show. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't. I don't have much here again. Uh... It'll be a cold day in hell before I bet Courtney Casey at minus 260. I think she is the much better fighter, but there's just zero chance. Uh, I don't want to be touching any totals in this because women's arm bars from guard is the hot new thing. So uh, I don't want any part of that. But yeah, Courtney Casey is the better fighter. She she beats she beats this level of fighter when she steps up a bit higher than she loses. Wes? Uh, Casey by shitty decision. No. Fair. Brad? If you absolutely have to bet this fight, Casey by submission at plus 400. That's a fair Could call happen. out. Could happen. That's a, that's a fair call out. Um, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> um, and, and this, this, this card is on Halloween and it's like earlier than normal too. So it's like when the main card's on, there'll be trick or treaters and all kinds of, just a bad move. They were going to make a Halloween card. This is the only time I've ever wanted them to start the card later. Damn it, I got kids. You um, might even anyway. say it's more trick than treat. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> oh, Jose any- can psycho that motherfucker. So more than anything, I need candy. So like priorities and shit. But yeah, um, I I got I got nothing on this one. Let's now move up light heavyweight division. Dustin Jacoby versus Justin Ledette. You Sean. Justin Ledet is is terrible. Remember this guy was talking about he's gonna go box and shit like that. Like <laughs> this guy is is not good. I, I guess 
the two guys like Walker and K- and Rockich are are okay losses, I guess. But the dude just doesn't throw. He, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he likes to fight. He just doesn't do much in there. But uh, he does like to get tagged a lot. So uh, I think Jacoby is is definitely the side, but. I, I don't like laying that kind of chalk, especially low-level heavyweights, so uh, I'll stay away from betting it. Our, our friend Hyper Blue, Blue wants to know when Sean comes back next week if he can start reviewing movies again during That's women's fights. That's what fights. he does. That's probably That's a good segment does. to bring back. I, we didn't do it last week. I don't. We didn't do it. No. He had a bunch saved up, too, and just yeah, not just, just a missed, letdown. Missed opportunity Big letdown. There. So... Uh, Andrew, Andrew said he finished his homework and he's giving himself brain damage by listening to us. And I told him to come on the show today. Um, and now he's telling we're giving him brain damage. I mean, uh, some, it seems uh, like he's going to have a better time, uh, than coming yeah, and talking with taking, us by, by the next going. comment. <laughs> yeah. Study is, yeah, that's a wild ride. Start doing next week's tape study. You get ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, Wes, what do you got here? Yeah, I, I'm, like Jacoby quite a bit in this fight personally. Um I I think Ledet, like Sean said, he's touted was touted as some kind of like good boxer and shit coming into the UFC and he's not good, man. And uh Jacoby is a legitimate uh kickboxer. He is very good at that craft and this is gonna be on the feet. And um maybe if you don't like that juice, I, I think Jacoby could finish uh him here and uh him by TKO is, is plus 125, and uh, I will probably take a little bit of that. And I, I'm going to play him in a parlay, too, uh, just in case. But, yeah, I think he rolls Ledette in this fight. Brad? Yeah, so I have not actually seen any of Justin Ledette's last three fights. <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I, I've only seen the fights that he's won, and also I've never terrible. been impressed by this guy. Uh <laughs> People were impressed by him. Yeah, exactly. People were impressed by him, like, jabbing Chase Sherman. Yeah. That that was the thing. And they think he's going to outstrike Dustin Jacoby. That's Um, high level, Because he's not getting takedowns. He's gotten one takedown in the UFC. He he took down Mark Godbeer (laughs) and got a stop. And now people are like, oh, man, this is Elite takedown defense. (laughs) Um, like Jacoby can't wrestle and he's actually a middleweight and can't grapple, but he can grapple enough to stop himself from getting taken down by Justin with that. So he's going to just absolutely piece this dude up on the feet. Yeah. Um, agreed. I I, I can't really, I don't know if I can trust Jacoby just because it's Jacoby. So I haven't, I haven't decided if I'm actually betting this yet. I think the inside is definitely, uh, enticing, uh, so I might. I, I'm, I'm kind of undecided. I'm going to bet this. Definitely picking Jacoby. Uh, I think he's a more likely winner. It's just hard for me to bet on Justin Jacoby, no matter who he's facing, laying that kind of juice. Uh, but at the same time, it is kind of hard to see if he loses. So I'm going to take Jacoby here. Still undecided if I'm going to bet him or not. I usually don't bet until like the day before. I'm sure you guys notice that. Everything gets canceled. All right, welterweight division: Cole Williams versus Jason Witt. Um, I don't know who these people are. Brad asked me if I wanted a Munich bet on one of these guys. And I said, who is that? And he said, he's the guy facing this guy. And I said, and who is that? So I'm going to have a lot to offer here. But, Nushan, let's start with you. Is this not the most Midwest inflated fucking record (laughs) matchup that we've ever seen? Just, like, the most Midwest names. One guy's from Missouri. The other guy's from... uh, 
uh, Wisconsin. Just, uh, these guys were both came in short notice fights, short notice replacements. I think they're both not good. Uh, they both kind of have those Midwest inflated records. Uh, I, I'll pick Jason Witt, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, Wes, do you know who Cole Williams beat to get into the UFC? <laughs> I do not, but I'm not falling for that that old football trick. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Charlie not Brown. Him. He beat I'm Charlie not, Brown. I'm not falling for the football <laughs> trick, Lance. It's not happening. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Uh, he made up a make-believe person to get into the UFC, and now he's going to take on a second fight. Did you also know this guy was on the fight master? master. From like years ago. The dude's oh. like 38 or some shit. He's like 38. <laughs> he's like 30 something years old, dude. Um, I, I do think though that, um, he's the slightly better guy here. Uh, okay. he can, he can, he can wrestle a whole lot more than this guy. And, um, at, at dog money, like I'm telling you, I'm, I'm sprinkling on some Cole Williams. I, I think he can grind out a, a winner. Not, nothing big because, it is two like really bad fighters, but I just think one's a, a little bit better than the other, and that's that's Williams. Brad, yeah, so it, it's definitely Williams here. Um, Jason Witt, he's been one of those journeyman guys that when he came into the UFC, if you knew about him, you were like, this guy should never be in the UFC, and he wouldn't be unless there was a pandemic. Uh, and he, <laughs> He made it into the UFC because there was a pandemic uh, and he got smoked in 50 seconds. And it's not like it's the first time that it's happened. He's been getting smoked on the regional scene <laughs> years and years and years. So Cole Williams is the better wrestler, like Wes said. Uh, he's also got some power. He's I'm not sure you can say he's the better striker, uh, but he's definitely the more dangerous striker. Uh, and I think he's probably just going to put this dude out with something big at some point in this fight. So, um, yeah, Cole Williams for me. Boom. Fightmaster. Oh, Boom. Shit. That's, that's, yeah. some, that's some old school stuff right there. It is. So looking at these, these fellas, obviously not going to be placing a bet here. Uh, Cole Williams beat a guy named Charlie Brown to get into the UFC. Um, Jason Witt. Um, before his last loss before going in the UFC uh, was in Zach Cummings promotions. So apparently not only did Zach Cummings have apparently a MMA promotion, but this Jason Wick guy lost in that promotion. <laughs> that's, that's a bad See? look. That's a tough look. And he and speaking of shitty fighter. He also lost to Dakota Cochran, who is the, the best regional MMA guy ever, Dakota Cochran. That's that's my man right there, digging it. Cochran. Um, so this is uh this is an interesting interesting scrap. I, I guess I'll take Cole Williams, but I, I'm not gonna bet on this. All right, middleweight division: Sean Strickland, Jack Marshman. New Sean. Is that consensus? No, it's not. Oh. I'm just saying we had a consensus. Mm. I don't do this. I, I, I flipped the coin. I have no idea who's who those people are. Cowards, uh, all of you. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of get why Sean Strickland's a minus three fifty favorite. Uh, he's the much better, more skilled fighter. Uh, I think the two year layoff is a bit worrisome. Maybe he comes back and, and styles. Uh, this is a nice 
nice comeback fight uh, for him. Uh, I know Marshman is is horrible. I think if he can kind of keep this on the feet, which he's shown he really can't, I think it's a uh, a somewhat closer fight. But uh, I think he can stick around. Uh, I hopefully. Strickland doesn't just shoot takedowns and, and get an easy sub here, but I think if it's on the feet and these guys are going to get tired, I took Goza's decision at minus 123 for a unit, but Strickland should win fairly easily. Wes? Yeah, Strickland's going to gonna win this fight, and uh, yeah, he's, he's going to get some takedowns here, and Sean's going to be praying that Marshman can hold on. There's there's going to be a lot of puckering uh, for Sean in this fight because sub, sub or even ground and pound, it's going to be on the mat uh, eventually. And um, yeah, the the layoff is definitely a, a little worrisome. But Strickland's had a couple uh, layoffs, you know, over the past few years. Um, not, I don't think this long, but um, he's just a way better guy here, man. I'm, I, I like Sean Strickland a little bit. I think he's a pretty good fighter, uh, and he's way he's way better than Marshman. Brad? Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to trust Sean Strickland here because he's got the, the Frank Mir, like, motorcycle accident, two-year layoff. Like, he completely shredded his knee in that accident, all that stuff going against him. Uh, moving up. From welterweight to uh, to middleweight, um, so he's got that going against him. So there's there's a bunch of stuff here, but this matchup is just so perfect for him. Um, Marshman is uh, a brawler, so he can first of all just stay outside and jab him to death um, for the whole fight. Or if Marshman gets in close, he's a way better grappler, so he can take him down. And I think once they hit the ground, uh, he can probably wrap up uh, a rear naked choke or something like that pretty easily. So. Um, don't want to trust Strickland here because all of that shit, but uh, you almost kind of have to. Yeah. Um, mm-mm. I mean, Sean Strickland coming off a two year layoff due to motorcycle accident is, uh, <laughs> is a, is a pretty, a pretty tough one. And I think he was a decent guy and, and I bet Sean Strickland a few times. I bet, bet him in his last fight against, uh, Tlaib. Uh, he looked good, but then at the same time, Marshman went life or death with John Phillips. So That's pretty elite. They're they're like the same guy. They're, they're yeah. the same. They're the same dude. Carl do wrestle Jack Marshman. Yeah, yeah. It just it's hard, man. After after a layoff, Strickland like that, first round sub. Strickland yeah. first round sub. It, it's done. Yeah, more than likely. And Brad Andrew had a comment for you. He said, "I wish I had a map like Brad's for those times where I forgot what the Earth looks like." <laughs> I mean. You keep taking that mescaline and you watch out, boy. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, let's now move on. I, I, I don't know what this is. Uh, Bantamweight division, Adrian Yanez versus Victor Rodriguez. Sean, are these are these familiar to you, these fellas? No. And Stu fought blood, sweat, and beers. <laughs> what the like, fuck? What is it? What are we doing here? Another week <laughs> where we have a foreign two fighter. Like... Just why? My my question is, why are we doing this? Like, is it necessary to have one more fight just in case one falls out, I guess? I don't know why this guy's fighting. Uh, I, I guess I'll take... Giannis. Oh, my God. He's out of Alaska, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Metal. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Yanez by not being Alaska. <clears throat> okay. 
God, this one's this is this is tough. This is tough. Blood man. sweating. Tough sweat. His last three were blood, on, sweat, on. And blood sweat and beers. Metal and Mayhem <laughs> two and Alaska FC one fifty seven. That's the big show though. Alaska, Alaska FC is the big show. What what are we what are we really doing here, man? Like Sean said, this is uh, so unnecessary. Keep this shit on Alaska FC. These are the headliners of Alaska FC. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking the guy that is not from Alaska. That, Do I have to all. bet this? <laughs> One guy is is not from Alaska. I mean, that's. Oh. <laughs> he's right, he's bro. almost a four to one favorite. Yeah, just off of that. Look, the, the, whoever made the line on this literally, <laughs> this we did made, made the line it. off of that, <laughs> like straight up. Oh God, Brad. Yeah, I mean, did you guys say he's four and two? Yeah, because on on Tapology he's seven and two. So he had three fights, and that then no he lost two. He lost two and retired for like four years and then came back. <laughs> oh, sure dog, don't count it. those first three. <laughs> well, yeah. there, there's three that there's three on there though that literally don't have the card, don't have where it was. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, did it really happen? <laughs> yeah, did it actually happen? The shit was in like a fucking Walmart parking lot. <laughs> like, we know he won back KO. We just don't know the exact highway. Yeah. <laughs> the Walmart. Jesus was Christ. I'm just going to have so, like six parlays on this card. Chalk City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, lost two, took four years off. Yeah. I'm reading the CDC uh, bulletins. It's like they predict that a pandemic's going to hit, so he started training again. He's like, maybe if that pandemic hits, I can get to the UFC, baby. That's my shot, baby. Wow. I might have to bet Yanez. Like, I think I have to. Like, what? the a la- Four and two Alaska fighter, where apparently he had three mysterious wins in, like, backyards. Seven and two. All right, Lance, let's show some to get, respect. To get to seven and two. Man. Uh, and Yanez, like... He's he fought he was you know he was he fought in LFA he won as a LFA main event he knocked the guy out on contender series I, I, yeah I, I, I saw the knockout too. yep that dude and then like, the Estrada guy was the guy that fought Nativ Dad or whatever so yeah and that dude was was beating uh, Navidad before he got knocked out so he's not terrible either <laughs> yeah all right let's move on um, lightweight division I think we can go quick on this one lopsided. A lot of lopsided fights. This is going to be just beatdowns. Uh, Last Chris week was chalky. This is super chalky. Yep, Chris Grootsmacher, Alexander Hernandez, rebound fight. New Sean? Yeah, it's a, it's a totes wet dream. Chalk City. Come on now. Uh, yeah, this is a good get right fight for, for Hernandez coming off that KO against Dober. I mean, there's no shame in that. I think Dober is one of the most improved fighters in the last little while. Um, he is coming off, you no know, two finishes in the last three fights. He didn't look great against Grandpa Trinaldo. I, I think Grandpa Trinaldo won that fight, but uh, that's not what the judges say. So uh, 
I, I think Grootsmacher can make this kind of a dirty fight with his pressure. Uh, I, I know he can he can kind of take a beating, throw some volume. I think that's going to force Hernandez to wrestle, and and then it kind of just gets slow at that point. So I, I took over 2.5 at minus 141 for a unit. Um, it does get a bit scary because if if Hernandez can, can grab a sub once he gets it on the ground, then and I'm kind of fucked. But hopefully Grootsmacher can uh, can defend the, the subs and, and make it kind of dirty on the feet. But the pick's going to be Hernandez. He should win this fight. Wes, Grootsmacher's been out for two and a half years, and he did not crash his motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, he's probably got the, he's probably got the athletic legs of a guy that's had multiple motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his athletic ability. Like multiple times shredded ACL. <laughs> um, her Hernandez is gonna kill this guy, man. Like the, this is one of the safer chalk pieces on the card for me. I like Hernandez to get it done inside the distance myself, though. I, I think it's minus one twenty five or something like that. Last time I looked, um, yeah. I mean, Sean is right that Gertz Marker. He's he's tough. He's gonna take a beating here. Maybe he survives. I just think even if it gets to the mat, Hernandez. He he knows he needs a, a good win here, and I think he's gonna just lay down blows on on him if this hits the mat. And uh, yeah, I like Hernandez a lot here. I like him inside the distance. Brad, yeah, Grootsmacher hasn't fought in so long that I actually watched his last fight. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, that tells you something. Um, and I, I think exactly what he did in that fight and what his what he's tried to do in every other fight is what he's going to do here. He just throws a lot of shit and tries to make it dirty and he's going to get taken down in this fight because of it. And then once he's on the ground, I I think Hernandez holds him there, dominates, takes position, might get a sub, might pound him out, but uh, I I think it's going to be pretty dominant for Hernandez in this one. Yeah. I like Hernandez a lot here. Um, You know, he's coming off the loss to Drew Dober, which I think Drew Dober is one of the more underrated guys uh, in the UFC. That guy is is deadly. I've won some some big money on playing Dober and Dober inside the distance and all kinds of fun stuff. And and Dober's incredible. Um, I, I think Hernandez is good. Uh, I don't think he's great. I think we thought he was great, and his nickname uh, said he was when he first started. But um, I think he's really good, and I think he's going to take care of guys like this all day, every day. You almost have to throw out the Ternaldo fight. That was just a weird fight. No one threw. No one did anything. People kept crying robbery on that, but like I think there was like four strikes thrown in 15 minutes. It's one of the worst fights of all time. So I throw that out. Hernandez is he will put pressure on him. He will attack him. He will move forward. I think he'll work in some takedowns. And to me, I think Hernandez is is probably the lowest price guy I've seen in in a while here, even at minus 400. Uh, this is going to just be a beatdown. I, I don't know if there's going to be a finish. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but this is going to be just one way traffic all day here for Hernandez. All right, let's now move up to the lightweight division as we have Bobby the King Green, which I think this is, what, his fourth fight in the last four months, uh, taking on Tiago Moises. Uh, this might be the toughest one. You, Sean? Yeah, I've been cashing some tickets on on Bobby Green the last couple fights. Uh, I think he's finally figuring it out a bit. I mean, he's he's been a, a head case most of the time, uh, and he's come up short in a bunch of fights. Uh, it, it might be the competition that he's fighting that's maybe why he's he's doing so well um i think this number is a bit wide on on bobby green 
Moises has done all right in, in the UFC. And I, I know he was getting beat by Michael Johnson on the feet, which is a very, very bad look. Um, so that, that probably doesn't bode well from him, for him. Uh, and, and that's why I think Bobby Green is going to win a decision here. Moises is tough. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to get Bobby Green down and be able to hold him there. Uh, mostly everybody can take Bobby Green down. So Moises will probably have a little bit of success there. And he's fought four times in like four months, like you said. At, at some point, that's not it. There's some diminish, d- diminishing returns fighting that much at this level. Uh, it's a bunch of weight cuts. That's just a bunch of camps. And so I, I'd be a little weary of, of playing that price. I, I think the decision is is the better way to go. I got him at minus one thirty for a unit. Wes. Yeah. Um... I, I did make a make a good amount of money on Bobby Green against uh against Lando and um yeah the four camps in that amount of time Bobby Green does cut a little weight that that is going to start adding up uh, eventually um me more I'm I'm looking at it like I, I I do think Bobby Green is is the better the better fighter here um I will say about the Michael Johnson fight though, like Michael Johnson is still a good offensive striker. Like that guy's always been a really good offensive striker. He just can't block punches with just anything. And consistency. Like yeah. he'll show up and look good and his, sometimes and then just not other times. His striking when he's when he's on and looking right, you'll be like, Holy shit, that guy's really fucking good. But that's, you know, not consistent at all. But um yeah, I just think Bobby Green still, even this run over the past few months where he's looked about as good as he ever has, competition, level of competition aside, he still does Bobby Green things, man, constantly. Um, he's got caught in multiple chokes in these fights that he's gotten out of. He's rolled right. He's scrambled properly and gotten out of them. Um, this is the wrong guy, man. I, I just feel like we're going to get – uh, a couple times in this fight to where Bobby Green's going to get in a bad situation. And Moises is the type of guy that if he gets you with something, uh, he can get you out of there. Uh, we've seen it before from him. So um, the line's just too wide for me. Uh, Moises at, at around plus 250 or so. Uh, that That's worth a stab for me against Bobby Green that I know is going to put himself in a bad spot maybe a few times in this fight. So, yeah, small play on Moises for me. Yep, Brad. Yeah, Bobby Green is one of those guys that I have made fun of for years by fighting in stupid ways and losing fights because of it. Uh, and he's actually like smartened up a little bit this year, and uh, you know, he's starting to, to pick up some decisions and, and stuff like that. I think like the the minus three hundred to me is is kind of crazy. Um, I think if you're playing Bobby Green here, you look at him by decision because um, he always wins by decision. And I'm not sure Moises has ever been stopped. I'm not looking at his record right now. But, uh, yeah. you know, he, uh, he's a tough dude as well. So uh, I think that if you want to play Green, you're looking at decision. Uh, I don't hate taking a shot on Moises, but uh, I just really don't see it happening because Green's not easy to stop either. So. I think Green wins wins rounds and, and takes this, uh, you know, competitive fight, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys here. I, I 
I'm not laying the three to one on Bobby Green. I, I think this is actually his hardest fight in a in a good bit. And I think Moises is dangerous. He's Mo- he's dangerous in a couple areas. I think he's one of those guys. If you do make a mistake, he can definitely grab something and, and finish you with that. And Bobby Green tends to make mistakes. He he does some stupid things. It's cost some fights. It's sometimes it's uh, it's just position. You know, he he gives up position, does something stupid from position. Sometimes it can get him in more trouble. And I, I think Moises is dangerous here. And it's getting to the point where if it keeps going up a little bit, I think you kind of have to play play Moises if the line keeps creeping. Um, right? I, I think Bobby Green is the rightful favorite. I just think it's way too high. So I'll pick Bobby Green by decision here, but uh, I'm I'm close to betting Moises. All right, let's now go to the heavyweight division as we have Maurice Green versus Greg Hardy. This is the kind of shit I'm down for. This is a fight. <laughs> this is a scrap right here. He's done. Bad shit on a card. At least make it this kind of bad shit. Yes. Like, Awesome. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think you might be a little disappointed, Lance, because people think that Greg Hardy's this this crazy fighter, and and he seems to not be that. He, not he doesn't he doesn't put himself into harm, and and he barely gets hit. He has some of the lowest. Uh, he gets hit like less than most heavyweights, um, and and he doesn't you know blitz like a lot of heavyweights with the power that he has and, and put people out. So this may turn into kind of a boring kickboxing fight. I don't think Maurice Green's going to be able to get him down. Um, I, I think that um, Greg Hardy's just going to be too much, but man, Hardy by decision plus 350. I, I took a half a unit on that. I think that's worth a sprinkle uh, just because of the way we've seen Greg Hardy fight. It is also heavyweights. Greg Hardy could just slick this guy in, in, 30, 45 seconds. Uh, it can always happen, but I, I just don't think so. Wes? No. I'm just, I'm, look, uh, I was looking at Brad's muscles. I didn't even see Tark over there. That's um, why they're showing on the screen. <laughs> you know, we uh, care about these right here. <laughs> I, I think, I think Brad, or um, I think Sean, Sean is right. Lately, Hardy has uh, – he's turned into a, a really tentative fighter, man, almost a, a boring fighter. Um, I just think Maurice Green, he usually fights. He usually throws down in fights. Um, and he's not very good, man. That chin is very <laughs> sketchy. And, man, I just feel like if I can get Hardy uh, – by TKO against somebody like Maurice Green at minus one twenty five, I gotta take it, man. I'm, I'm I'm gonna take a little of that. I do think Hardy wins this fight, whether it's very slow and terrible, like Sean's hoping it is, or Hardy knocks him out eventually. Hardy's gonna win this fight, and uh, I like him as a parlay parlay piece. Here. He's he's just so much better than Maurice Green, and I. I I really like Maurice Green. I've lost some money on the dude because I, I like him so much, but this is a bad fight for him. Brad. Um I think literally oh sorry, I, I scrolled all the way back to the start of his career. So I was about to say I, I think literally Maurice Green has only gone to decisions against Jeff Hughes. Um but he had a couple right at the start of his career. But other than that He's only gone to decision against Jeff Hughes. And that's just like the, that, that man is a minute heavyweight guarantee. Um, but yeah, I, I think Nushan's kind of right here. Um, Hardy is 
taking his time. He's going to be willing to, to come out and reset and throw more jabs and get into the clinch and hold a guy there. And Maurice Green's going to be willing to fall to his back and Hardy will probably control him on the ground for a little bit. And there's going to be a lot of control in this fight. Um, so I, I can definitely see Hardy decisions plus 350. I can see that being in play, but no matter how this fight plays out, I think he either sparks them early or just is the, the better athlete and controls him throughout the fight. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Styles here. If, if you look at the last two fights um, with with Hardy and he's looked at, you know, more tentative, as you guys said, in the striking and, you know, being more careful. I think when you look at the guys he's facing, you know, he's facing Volkov, who is, you know, obviously That's tough. Fair. It was it was the hardest fight. And then DeCastro who ended up being a shitbag, obviously, by the last fight. But going into that fight, everyone was like, all Hardy has to do is watch out for a big shot. He's got to be careful. He's got to pick and move. He's got to be smart and avoid that big shot, avoid his big kicks. So Hardy did the right thing. He, he fought smart against dangerous strikers. He is now fighting not what I would call a dangerous striker. He's fighting a trash can. What Hardy doesn't want to do in this fight is hang around. He doesn't want to clinch him. That's how he can lose the fight. He can get take if he gets taken down, if he's clinching with him and he gets tripped and falls over, that's how he's going to lose this fight is submission. Hardy has a very very good camp who's is probably giving him all this advice. So, if I'm in Hardy's corner here, I say, "Hey, all that shit you've done the last couple fights, point fighting, being smart, making sure you don't cut. Uh-uh. I want you to take this fucking guy's head off. The only way you're going to lose is if this thing hits the mat." And that's what's going to happen. Maurice Green poses no danger to Greg Hardy on the feet. When you have a big, you know, a big striker like Hardy and the guy on the other side of you presents no danger, what do you do? You take his fucking head off. Hardy is going to knock this guy out in the first round. Green has no chin. He has no way of defense. He, uh, he's one of the, Brad, tall guy defense. We're thinking decision here. Like tall guy defense. <laughs> he is so the tallest. <laughs> he has the tallest <laughs> guy. He's James Vick at heavyweight. Hardy's going to catch him once, and I I think that's it. But I I think Hardy, I think Hardy comes out ultra aggressive in in this fight, and I think he cleans him out very, very, very quickly. Um, And I think Hardy knows he needs to finish here. He needs to, yeah. He needs to. He's not here to just hang out in the heavyweight division. That's not a guy like Hardy with his athletic background. Like he wants to make a. See how we're talking about him. You know, you see how we're talking about him now. He's turning into a boring ass fighter, man. He knows it. He knows it. So I, I think Hardy's going to just put on a show on Saturday. So, all right, middleweight division, Kevin Holland, Mahmoud Murodov. You, Sean? The Mahmoud. Mahmoud. Lance, come on, Mahmoud. Pronounce it correct. I don't have much on this fight. Uh, I I bet Holland last time like an idiot. And he, my dog is barking. I don't know if you – Shut up, it. dog. Uh, Chinese food later if you don't stop. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I bet him like an idiot. I thought I thought that was a close fight. I think he probably should have lost that fight against Stewart. So that's probably pushing me off of uh, off of siding with him here. I don't know if he gets the takedowns. Uh, The guy he's fighting, Muradov, he he was able to stuff DiCherico's takedowns, who DiCherico took down Holland. I don't know. That's MMA math, so I don't know if that fucking works. But uh, I don't want any part of it. I I am just gun-shy after that performance, but maybe I should have known better and just shouldn't have uh, bet Holland last time. But I'll pick Muradov. Wes? 
Yeah, man, I want to bet Holland here. I I do think he's he's probably better, but, man, yeah, I'm I'm with Sean, too. That last time I was on Holland, pretty pretty good, man. He he looks shaky there at the end. Um, I mean, he still just does a lot of dumb shit, man. He gets tagged with a lot of shit, and I just – I don't know if this guy's got, you know, huge power or anything, but – I know he's going to clock Holland a couple times in this fight. And it just, that, that seems a, a little shaky to me. So I'm, I'm going to pick Holland. I, I think he's the better guy overall, but man, he just, he's just not a, like a high IQ fighter when he's in there. So I, I'm going to pass on a bit. Brad. I just think this style kind of works for Holland. So I'm the opposite of Wes and Sean here because I was on Stewart by decision in the last fight and, you know, a little bitter about that. Uh, but I actually like Holland in this one because uh, this Mukmud that he's fighting, uh, he likes to dance around on the outside and then, like, dart in with strikes. And Holland's got a way longer reach than him. He's got, like, a, a six, seven-inch reach advantage, something like that. He's actually, like, starting to learn how to fight on the the outside a little bit and land on guys as they're coming in so uh, i think he can sort of pick this guy off and i think the biggest worry for him might be takedowns like getting taken down in this one um so yeah i i kind of like holland to win a decision here um i could also see him maybe snatching up a a guillotine or something like that because he does that from time to time I wasn't sure if Lance was just rolling his eyes for a really long time or if he was frozen. But uh, it, I, I had an issue. I think I think we're good. Um, yeah, so I like Holland, um, and I'm gonna have a little bet on him. There's something with this this site we use. I'm on video calls all oh, day. Oh, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Uh, Mahmoud is out. Mahmoud is out of the fight. Why? Holland, COVID? Ho- Holland is now. Visa? Because he knew uh, I bet on Holland, so yeah. <laughs> Holland's facing newcomer Charlie Octaveros. Uh, however, you know I am with Holland names. inside. Is it Charlie Ontiveros yeah. from yeah, Holland? Like, Holland like, FC, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he? He's the American he's bad boy. Bad I'm gonna take him. He's a bad boy. Oh, look at this he's, mohawk. This guy looks tough. He's lost six times all by KO. Slash he seems to yeah. lose a lot. Holland's, Holland's going to toast this guy. <laughs> They're bringing him in another chump. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my saying hey, bet. the last um, chump turned out to be the greatest knockout in UFC history. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just keep it the same here. Um, I think uh, Holland's going to finish or get finished. Um, so it's Holland inside the distance, line TBD. <laughs> um, oh fuck that was gonna was that gonna be mute oh no munich was early no we already was, got munich that was, that was what yeah, i tried yeah. to get munich so yeah, yeah. all right featherweight division uh best fight in the card uh andre feely taking on bryce mitchell uh fun fight here new sean i've got damn near every single one of bryce mitchell's fights wrong so far i think i think i was not on him but i picked him against rosa uh yeah i just I just never thought this guy was good. Uh, he just makes fights dirty, man. He doesn't have great takedown, but he, he'll just get himself taken down and then he just is able to, to reverse shit and ends up on top. And, um, his, his jujitsu is really good. I know he struggled against Rosa, uh, 
and I guess he couldn't finish Bobby Moffat either, but um, he seems pretty good. He might struggle a bit with Andre Vili. I think he's a bit underrated too. Uh, he seemed to to figure it out a bit lately. Um, he's a tough guy to take down. Uh, so if, if if Moffitt or sorry if uh, if Mitchell gets the can't get it to the ground, it might be a little bit of tough sledding on the feet. But he usually just gets it, makes a fight dirty, and, and gets it on the ground where it's it's his world. I don't think he finishes Feely. Feely's got good sub defense. Uh, so I like, I took Mitchell by decision at plus 240 for half a unit. Wes? Yeah, I, I kind of wasn't like really sewed on, on Mitchell either. I mean, we watched him lose to fucking Cantona on the Ultimate Fighter. Then he goes to. I did not. Uh, I mean, then on the, the finale, like he, he goes. He goes life and death with, with Tyler Diamond, who isn't even around anymore. That's guys not even good on the regional scene. Decision to Bobby Moffitt and shit. And then just like, I don't know, against Silas, that shit just changed, man. He started, uh, like Sean said, he just gets a hold of guys. He gets it dirty. He eventually gets them down. And I mean, I, I guess his jujitsu is really good. I mean, it's, Bobby Moffitt and these guys. I mean, I guess Charles Rosa is a decent, uh, decent guy, but he couldn't get him out of there. Alleged black belt. Maybe that's yeah. I I mean, he he did have him in like seventy-two fucking chokes and shit. (laughs) No dude somehow survived. But um, I I do think he has a little bit more trouble with Feely. But I I think Feely he lets guys get a hold of him too, man. And this is probably going to get to the mat and. Mitchell's, I think, a little bit better on the mat than Feely. Uh, Feely probably survives. I think Sean's got a good angle on the fight. Mitchell by decision. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna pick him now. I don't have a bet on the fight. Uh, I'm, I might look at that decision bet on, on Mitchell, but he's gonna be my pick here. Brad, yeah, Mitchell is one of those guys that sort of came up and got some wins, and people started to think he was good while I wasn't watching. Uh, I, I have gone back and watched some of those fights, and he struggled to out-wrestle guys who had, like, a little bit of wrestling, uh, and then he out-wrestled some guys and out-grappled some guys. Like, Charles Rose is a fine grappler, but he's a terrible wrestler. Uh, he gets wrestled. He's been getting out-wrestled for his entire UFC career. So that that doesn't really tell me anything. Uh, Andre Feely has not been getting out wrestled for his entire UFC career. Like he's out wrestled guys like Dennis Bermudez and, um, you know, the last fight doesn't really count because that was a Canadian dude, but, uh, he, he's actually able to, to wrestle back against some guys. So I don't think the takedowns are going to be easy for Mitchell in this fight. And I, I think he is severely outclassed on the feet. Uh, Feely always struggles against guys that are, actually athletic and kind of explosive on the feet. And that's how he gets his lights turned out. Sometimes Uh, I just don't see that happening here. I think he keeps it standing. He's the better striker and he might even be able to get some takedowns and control Mitchell a little little bit in this one. So I bet Feely earlier at plus plus one forty. Yeah. I'm not taking more now because the price is shittier, but uh, I stand by that. Yeah. I'm the other side of uh, Brad on this one in, I've been on the I've been on the the Mitchell train since since he started. I, I don't know. There's something about this kid. Um, he just seems to have it. And I think we're going to get to a point where he faces a really good wrestler, and he might struggle a little bit. Um, his striking is obviously not very good. We haven't even seen much of it, honestly. The guy tries to grapple almost instantly, which is 
what you want out of a grappler. And he doesn't have the best wrestling, but he is persistent and he keeps going and he keeps going and he grabs you and he tries to drag you to the ground. And it's, it's nonstop all the time. And I think when he is going to have guys that he can't, he can't take down very easy, like a feely, he's going to make feely work every fucking second of every single round until he gets them to the ground. And I think what makes Mitchell so good is it's not just getting submissions. He is, he is heavy on top. He maintains position. He he's threatening with subs all the time. He has good ground and pound. This guy is a very, very good top fighter and not just from submissions. Guys aren't just standing right back up. He's landing some shots on the ground and he's very creative down there. And I think, I think he's going to get this fight to the ground. And I think once he gets Feely down, he's going to stay on top. I think he's going to beat him up a bunch. Um, I just, I, I, I always thought Philly was okay. I don't think he's great. And I feel like he, when he faces someone that, that I classify as, as pretty good, uh, Philly usually loses that fight. And I think Philly might suffer some early takedowns, but I think Mitchell's going to get what, get his takedowns when he can. And I think he gets them down a few times and wins the fight. I don't know if he'll get a, get a sub here. You never know with, you know, how creative he is and how good a jitsu is, but, I think it's a dominant performance again for Bryce Mitchell. And I actually think the line's, uh, line's pretty short. All right. Let's now move on to, uh, the main event of the evening as we had Anderson Silva, whose last win was in 2012. Um, so that's, that's cool. That was a long time ago. That's when we used to like go in public. Yeah. Last one. That was a no contest. Uh, 2012 was his last win facing, uh, Uriah Hall. Um, weird. Weird main event, retirement fight, and I don't know, man. You're, you're... Mm, Lance. Lance died. Look at him, he's frozen. Not retirement. Uh, Not retirement fight. It died again. This fucking site hates me. Oh, you're back. You're back. This site hates me. I, I'm on video calls literally all day, like eight hours a day. Nothing happened. Nobody believes you, this fucking site. Nobody believes you, Lance. You, you know what I do for a living. Aids. God. <laughs> anyway, go, new Sean. Uh, like Lance said, this is a weird fight. Um, Anderson Silva can have very weird fights, and then there's times when Uriah Hall just doesn't show up and freezes and doesn't want to fight move, either. Let's move angles. Maybe that'll work. How's this? There we go. Is that better? I feel like it, at this point, a different angle in, in Anderson Silva's career, winning's kind of secondary to him. Um, just going out there and and being himself is is more what he's into at this point. Um, he doesn't seem like he's gonna go balls out when he's down two rounds and to try to finish. He's he's just kind of cool, doing some weird shit, moving his hands around and stuff like that. I think Uriah Hall has, has figured it out a bit. Uh, I thought he looked decent against Paulo Costa. Of course, he, the pressure he succumbed to the pressure like most people, uh, and then. I know he didn't look good against Bevan Lewis, but he pulled shit out of his ass and you got to give him credit for that. He, he does do that from time to time, as we know from rat shit in Calcutta. Um, I think I thought he looked all right against shoe face in which was kind of a tough stylistic matchup for him. Um, he's not going to have to worry about the takedowns. I think he's going to throw a lot of leg kicks. Anderson seems brittle at this point. Uh, he gets stopped by leg kicks again. Uh, I, I just think Hall's the better fighter at this point. Could Anderson Silva pull out some crazy shit? Sure, but when's the last time he did that? That was almost a decade 2000, ago. Like 12. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll, I'll side with Hall. I got him by KO decision at minus 175 for a unit. Yep. Wes? Yeah, I mean, Sean uh, touched on, on most of it. I, I, don't, I don't see how at this point you could 
like Anderson, you know, against almost anybody competent. And, you know, I think Uriah Hall is, you know, more turned into um, a fighter, you know, here over the past few years. Like it used to be, you could see the skills, but didn't think the guy was, you know, he didn't want to be a fighter. Um, I, I think he likes to get in there and fight now. And I just hope it's not some kind of starstruck shit like some people end up having with, with Anderson. Um, probably going to be a little bit of that. You know, there's going to be a lot of staring in this fight just because Anderson just doesn't do much anymore in any of his fights. Um, but I mean, come on, like Sean said, he's, he's brittle at this point. Um, Hall still hits. With, with some decent power, um, he's going to be more active in this fight. And even if it's a boring-ass decision, I think it's Hall doing just enough output to win the rounds. Um, could he get Anderson with something and get him out of there? Absolutely. I, I don't really see Anderson catching Hall with much. He just doesn't throw it, and the shit that he does throw anymore is – like Sean said, some flashy shit. He's not even, he doesn't really care about winning or losing. It's more just kind of like putting on a show or, or whatever you want to call it. So I, I like Hall to win this fight pretty easily, man. Um, I'm not sure it gets him out of there though. I, I think it could end up being some really boring fucking 25 minutes of a lot of staring and doing a whole lot of nothing. Brad. Yeah, I, I, kind of agree with both of the guys here. I think that it could be that boring staring of a lot of nothing. Uh, but at the same time, I think Anderson is just so brittle at this point that it's not going to matter. And yeah. honestly, I get the concern that this might turn into like a, a star, like a, a little fan going to spar with like their hero or whatever, like that bullshit people are trying to say like that. But even if that happens, like Uriah Hall is faster more power, yeah. probably better at this point than, than what oh, yeah. five-year-old broken Anderson can pull off. So uh, I, I think even if it devolves into that sort of shitty staring contest where they're like practicing Taekwondo kicks and stupid shit like that. Uh, I think Hall, uh, yeah. I think Hall still wins that fight. Um, so I didn't take a, a prop, which is unusual for me. Uh, I, I just think Hall wins. So I've got Hall parlayed with Hardy. Yeah, I uh, agreed. I mean, Anderson. I just don't see the point of this anymore, and I don't get. I don't get the, cho- the this choice for Anderson Silva as his retirement fight. It's kind of just. It's random. Uh, it's not an ultra popular guy. It's a dangerous guy. Um, they should have done some old. He's vet. not retiring. He's just. This is just his last UFC fight. He's, He's going to go Bellator. Fight. He's going to go fight somewhere else. Yeah. He, he pretty it's much should have Anderson Weidman three. Because oh, he's exactly win that. what it should have been. He, he can't, can't win that fight. Yes, he, he can't wrestle. Yeah, but he no gets a way. chance. And if he, if it, if he has a choice and he could, he could win. And then the last two were erased. They can be like, Oh, those were, didn't even happen. That was bullshit. He's never going to do something like that. They would never and also, do that. Why but... would, why would Weidman do that? Cause Weidman's. Weidman's going for that shot. strap. That's not money. getting him to the strap. He's going for that strap. He's, he's going. He's going for the strap there. But <laughs> you're like, running, hey. Izzy. You're fucking running, motherfucker. I mean, there's there's washed, and then there's this version of Anderson Silva. He literally has nothing left. He's what made him so good was his speed, his quickness. He doesn't have any of that anymore. He's fucking slow, 
and he's never he's never been a big like he's not rumble or big power guy things like that it's his technique it's his, it's kind of you know a little bit like izzy right like it's speed technique it's skill he doesn't have that when a guy like anderson's slow he's got nothing and hall is is a much better striker at this point hall has a much better chin at this point anderson is 45 years old it's he's crazy. He's, he's been on and off of juice for years and years and years. His last fight, he got kicked in the leg once and he almost died. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't get the point of this. I, I think, I actually think Hall's gonna, I think Hall's gonna land something early and, and get it over with. I think it's gonna be some kind of kick. It would shock me if it is a leg kick. A couple leg kicks, the fight's over. A couple it body kicks, it's over. Yeah. Hall's only minus 230 to a 45 year old Anderson Silva. Is that what it is? Minus 230? To yeah. a 40, 45 year old Anderson Silva. That is crazy. What is Hall inside? The same? Uh, 120, something like that. You can get yeah. Hall, you can get Hall TKO plus oh. 170. Yeah, Hall inside is plus 150. It's 25 minutes of 45 year old Anderson. I understand that Hall can sometimes be tentative, but Hall usually will eventually turn it up at least that's a little the, bit, right? It's and the only way, go. yeah. Only you way got fucking five finish. rounds to do it. Well, yeah, I, I, I think with Hall, we always said, like, why did he wait so long? Why did he wait so long? And he finally starts throwing combos and hitting guys. Now he's against <laughs> another guy that's going to wait so long. Yeah. Well, but the, but the first time Hall lands even slightly, that fight's over. Because Hall has big power, too. If he could throw some leg kicks in this fight, it could be over really, really quick. Like, yeah. really I, quick. I might have to double dip this one. I, I am looking like you guys, which I guess is the consensus. Uh, looking at Hall, Hall and Hardy as a as a parlay there, but I think it's worth at least a stab when you see you know plus one seventy on Hall TKO. Uh, I mean, I know for sure he's not subbing him, so I know usually it's like it's only twenty cents, but there is literally a zero percent chance of a yeah. submission here. So, no. um, yeah. but yeah, that's the pick. Hall by uh, leg kick knockout. Third Round time in Anderson's career. Four twenty five. It's so possible. I mean, it's not yeah. likely in the first couple of rounds. So the small right, no, I, I feel helps. like it either goes in the first round or it probably goes carries on for a while. Long. Oh, this is the small cage too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, Anderson's not. I don't think that matters in this fight. These guys are just going to stare at each other and stay, yeah. until yeah. something happens. Yeah. yeah. So that'll do it for this week. Really good card. I don't know what my watching schedule is going to be with Halloween, and the card starts so early. So uh, I'll watch it somehow. Uh, eventually, maybe not live. Uh, but yeah, fun card this week. Um, Next a lot week of good we got fun. Glover. Yeah, we got Whoa. the chance. Right, man. Man. We get to hear the whole. Apparently, apparently, Bobby Green is living in a garage, but, but not, not training. training. Not training in a garage. Missed opportunity. So, yeah, you take that up. for what you will. Take Missed opportunity. What you will. Well, the I really real appreciate it. He's next week. That fight's going to be great. So good show next week. I think Baby Dick is going to be back on with us next week. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.